Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Word Box. I'm Sophie. Clifford. Lily. And this is the first episode of the all-new season three. So it's been a pretty long journey. We've had two full seasons, two full years. And along the way, we've met and interacted with some amazing people. Though we're starting a new chapter, and as you may have noticed, we've lost some familiar faces. We're saying goodbye to Chloe, Pooja, and Andrew, and we wish them all the best in all of which they pursue. Um, they're all in college now, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, I know Clifford and I are going to college soon next year, so we'll be in that position as well. And then joining us this season, as you might have noticed, is Clifford and I, and also our new co-host, Lily Sun. So Lily, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Um, so my name is Lily. I'm currently a junior at Stanford OHS. I go to the same school as Sophie, as well as some past members, such as Pooja and Chloe um, and Haven as well. Yeah, but I go to Stanford OHS and... Some other fun facts about me, I'm a figure skater. I've been figure skating for about 14 years now, pretty long time, um, 13 years, 14 years. And aside from that, I enjoy business, entrepreneurship, finance, economics, marketing, that side of things. And I'm per particularly passionate about women's empowerment, sort of overall equality, gender equality, racial equality, and other causes relating to those topics. We're glad to have you here, Lily. Um, I know I've known you my entirety of uh, my time here at OHS, so it's really fun to have you here as part of the Board Box team. Um, so to just kind of get us started, let's rewind a little bit. So COVID had impacted our lives very heavily when we left off. Um, and also like for a majority of our seasons, we kind of operated during like the COVID era. But I think recently, and as we took the time off, the population slowly like started getting more and more vaccinated. So for me personally, that like started having, like, giving me hope that there's like a glimpse of normalcy coming. Um, so I'm gonna pose this question to all of the hosts. How was your summer slash like beginning of school year um, in terms of like different from last year in COVID? And did anything change from like the pre-vaccine era on your end and what is still the same? You know, I think um, my summer, like in terms of what I actually did, it was basically online. So not a whole lot changed. And, and some of that's just convenience. Because I think one thing that COVID taught us how to do is to use video messaging technology and like video calls to make things that would have been impossible before a lot more possible or make things that would have been difficult before suddenly really easy. So for example, like I was able to, you know, talk to people like around the world where before I would have had to actually go to those places. But now I can just call them. So I interned at a company that's based in Nashville and you know, there's no feasible way I could have lived in Nashville as a 17 year old over the summer, but uh, I was able to just do it over Zoom and worked really well. And because I think the, the benefit though is that I was able to have some in-person time. So I was able to come to New York to meet some of the team for a day indoors and you know it's all masked, but I think what made this summer different was just having those sorts of opportunities. I mean, yes, everything, the most of structured things were still online, but I was able to come in person for some things. And there's a lot more just in-person socializing as well with friends and family. I got to see a lot more family. And I think that's been a pretty common theme for most people. But I think recently I've, and we'll probably touch on this later, but 
I've also noticed that a lot of restrictions are coming back. I'm starting to go back on some things. I had to cancel some college tours, um, some flights. I just came off of deciding not to go to a concert I'd really been looking forward to because I discovered that unlike what I thought, things got worse, not better. So it really wasn't a good idea to go. But yeah, I guess if other people have something to say about that, they can talk about that. Yeah, my summer was pretty much like identical <laughs> to Clifford's, I think, just staying at home, doing things online, similar to 2020. Um, my camps were online and my internships were online. I think a benefit of that, though, is being able to do multiple things at once. I did about, I think, three major things where I did two camps, one located in Boston, one located in New York, and then an internship located in Delaware, all things I definitely would not have been able to do if it wasn't for COVID. So I guess that's the bright side of it. I think a downside, I kind of just stayed at home, didn't do much, honestly. I'm sort of a homebody <laughs> when um, in these circumstances, I think. So yeah, did get to see some friends. But overall, it was not too eventful. Yeah, I mean, I can echo both of you. Um, for me, I did not like, leave the house really for the entirety of the COVID era. Like I go to online school, first of all. So like everything was already online. Um, and then my soccer practices and everything were canceled. So I never had to go out from there. So for like a year and a half, I just stayed at home with very minimal like outside interaction. Sometimes I would go and walk. Sometimes I would need to go out and get something, but mainly at home. And then I think it was graduation for the 2021 seniors for OHS where they hosted like an in-person prominent in-person grad and that was the first time I met people um, in person and I think that's what started kind of like some hope for normalcy like still everyone's masked and everything had to be like precautions and that's understandable but at least I was able to like meet people in person and interact with them and as part of an online school, you get to see people from all the way across the nation and the globe in person in one place. So that was like how it kicked off. I also went to Chicago for both college tours and also to meet some friends. And that was the first time I went on a plane in a very long time. I think it was over two years. Very scary, very new, which is weird because I used to go on planes like pretty often. And then now it's just like this whole new foreign experience. And then you get to kind of see how people were both still like living in this like life of COVID, but also going back to normal. Like we had a college tour in New Chicago um, and I was like spending a lot of time in downtown. And while like most people were masked, especially indoors, it's just like you just see more people out and more people doing stuff. Um, so that was pretty insane. Um, been trying to meet more people as much as I can in like the safe environment and then just having that opportunity. But I do think there's a lot of lasting effects from COVID. I did have most of my stuff online. Very similar to, I think my summer 2020 was very similar to yours, Lily, where I like did three camps that were completely different places but I could do it because it was online similar to this, but I only did about two major things because I was working on college apps as well, which 
Clifford, you might know about. Um, but it's just, I think COVID helped us is just the ease of online. So you are allowing yourself more opportunities. And while I do think there's a lot of benefits in being in person, there's a lot of benefits in being back online. Clifford, I wanted to ask, is your school back in person? Um, yeah, and that's that's something I was going to talk about too, because that's probably the biggest return to normalcy I have right now. Yeah, Trendy said it's um, fully back in person, no plans of stopping. And I mean, personally, I'm worried that if um, cases increase too much, that might happen. And hearing out stories at colleges and things like that, that that is on my mind. It's on a lot of people's minds, undoubtedly the administrations too. But yeah, for the time being, we've had um, two full weeks of school. And, and I think there's, I believe there's been a, a case in some member of the community, but no community transmission. And I'm not sure there have been any student cases yet. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's the biggest return to normalcy I've seen. But the thing I worry about is just, um, you know, kind of the the rules and how effective they are because I mean mm -hmm. I, we have to wear masks indoors all the time and in theory we have to socially distance but in reality you know you don't see a lot of social distancing and the cafeteria gets filled up every day with tons of unmasked people eating and I think I just worry about how sustainable that is even with vaccines because we've seen the vaccine efficacy go down and I'm just not sure if this is going to stay as it is so while I'm really enjoying being in such a normal environment for basically the first time since March of 2020. There's a lot of things that I literally haven't done since then that I'm doing now. I'm just not sure entirely how long it's gonna last. So I find I'm just appreciating every day a bit more. And that's definitely something that's changed, just appreciating school more. Yeah, Lily and I were both online, right? So we never had that kind of switch. Everything kind of seemed normal on the education side. But I was wondering, do you like feel like a difference in terms of your education style, like being in online or in person, or you think it was like relatively similar in a sense? Is there anything that you kind of noticed from that? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I'd say there's a, a lot of pretty big differences. I mean, what stays the same is the actual material. Um, I think teachers did a really good job of teaching the classes live over Zoom, like giving us what we need to know. We didn't have, the schedule was actually very different. So we didn't end up having as many classes usually, um, but, yeah, we, we still got the information we needed, but I mean, there's just a lot more opportunities. Like, for example, I'm in an advanced chemistry class right now, and we're doing a lot of labs. That, that was impossible last year. We had biology, and, you know, any lab was a really difficult thing to do. We, we came in person towards the end, and the same with on the end of 10th grade chemistry. But you know, I think that the labs are a really great opportunity, like being able to have two people at the lab table, and masks really don't affect that. But yeah, I think just like seeing your teachers in person makes a huge difference, too. Like being able to meet with them and see them in the hallways and just you feel more like a part of a community too because you know i'll just run into teachers along the way i mean i remember last year when that happened like it was the first time i ran to a teacher i had when i wasn't expecting it it was just it was kind of a shock to the system it's like i didn't expect you to see you outside of like this very scheduled time it's just it's weird to be in a building with all these people but i think it's a very positive thing and i'm i'm definitely liking it more and it's also just the social environment just being surrounded by people more and it gets very lonely to be sitting at home like that. I mean, I don't think Zoom is really a substitute for that. Yeah, um, I was actually going to ask about the policy enforcement, and I'm really glad you talked about it because I've had a couple of friends who have been back at school for a while now and they've had like COVID cases popping up. And from what I've heard, a big part of that is just due to 
eating lunch. You can't really wear masks. And even if they eat outside, they kind of eat in close quarters where there's people all around and even like leaving school where there's just a lot of people grouped together, kind of rushing to get out of school. Um, and there's just like bunches of people all together. So yeah, I don't know if you can go more in detail into that. I'm curious because that's what I've heard from my friends over here in California, but maybe it's different over at your school. Yeah, I think it, I mean, that sounds pretty similar to what I've seen. Like the rules are all in place. And I think those are very helpful, mandatory masks. I mean, nobody's taking their mask off inside, um, like not bringing things into school to eat or things like that. Um, like the health checks every morning. Um, those are all very positive, but I think, yeah, you're right. The, the big issue is what students do on their own because, um, you know, I mean, I'm not sure if it's that they're not trying or just that it's physically impossible to stop that many students, but, you know, there's definitely a lot of clumping. There's a lot of like, yeah, definitely taking on masks in the lunchroom and there's like the, the lunchroom is very crowded. Like I've, I've eaten there. There's no intent of making it any different than it was before. Another issue is I'm not sure if that's a COVID thing or just, um, like something else but every student in my school has noticed just the, the massive queuing of the lunch lines um and you just get people you know we have masks on but i mean sometimes you don't if you're like eating a snack or something and you just have this massive queue of people just clumped together in line standing there for a very long time next to people and you know i'm not i'm not sure that's a really safe environment and you know yes it's true there's not a lot of spread from two vaccinated people but when you consider declining efficacy and just you know statistics like even if it's unlikely if you have that many people being around each other for that long like it's a lot more likely to happen at some point i think that that's what i'm worried about yeah it's definitely a big concern it's kind of saddening to think about like we had like hope at the beginning of summer-ish but then delta variant started increasing breakthrough cases decline in efficacy and now we're kind of like sitting here thinking, is it really gonna get back to normal or is it just gonna shut down again? Um, so that's pretty scary to think about, especially since, I don't know, since March, 2020, it's been like over a year, been almost two years at this point. Um, and we're still gonna be living like this. So yeah, I just hope we can do our part and like get that hopefully controlled eventually. I'm hoping it will get good when I go to college because that is what I'm looking forward to. For me, it'll be my first in-person school, so I would like to experience it in person rather than online. So let's hope that there's hope and it starts getting better. Also, on the note of college, since I mentioned that, how's, how's college apps treating you, Clifford, and also Lilliard Jr.? So any like thoughts on that in general? You know, I think it's not not the most fun, but you know, I'm getting through it. We all are. But I think it's interesting to look at how COVID affects um, the college process. And I noticed a lot of things there. I mean, like, first of all, with the touring, I've, yeah, I've toured some colleges, but I think part of it was personal preference, like whether I want to get in a plane or not. It was, it was really interesting to see just how my family reacted to that because, I mean, like, I feel like there's a lot of irrational decisions that people make regarding COVID because as an example, I had, I had two tours this summer that required flights. The first one, we basically made a family decision, like we're not going to do this. And the second one, we said we are going to do this. And there was no factual difference. To be honest, the, the main difference was just that for the first flight, we'd heard about some breakthrough cases with people we knew like the week before. And with the second flight, we hadn't. So there's no 
there's no actual difference in statistics. I mean, in the end, it just comes down to like random attitudes towards things. But I mean, the tours are definitely a big part of what's affected because even at the tours, there's there's differences in colleges. But I think there was only one place that I actually went into a building. Most of the places, um, you, know, you just don't end up doing that, and you can still get a great experience just from being on the campus. But of course, there's some colleges don't even offer tours. So right now, I'm planning a new set of tours and. There's going to be somewhere I basically just have to, you know, just do a self-guided one or walk around the campus, which isn't really ideal, but I mean, it's better than nothing. Yeah. I had a similar thing. So I, I went, to, so my first tour that I did after like COVID was in June and I went to Chicago. I also wanted to go to Northwestern, but they didn't offer tours. So there's like a stark difference there. Um, so that was very scary for my family like we were very paranoid about all of these different little things um we were trying to do as much precaution as we could but again being in a plane being in a hotel like just being in a new place it's harder to do that so it kind of pushed ourselves out of our comfort zone and i think that's what helped us later but yeah i i can see how like there's differences of tours so you chicago held like an actual tour with a tour guide couldn't go into any buildings, but we could at least like hear from a guide and see around the campus. So I went to Vanderbilt, but that was like fully self-guided. We had to do basically everything on our own, which was okay, but it's not the same. We could have gone and probably have some more experience online. Um, and then we went recently to um, kind of East Coast area. And the thing about there is that all of the tours were kind of booked when we we're going because there's just so minimal tours just happening because of COVID. They're restricting like amount of people, amount of tours going. So I had like friends show me around, but once again, it's just like kind of different. It's not as easily accessible. And a lot of like worry like internally for us to like, is this something we really wanna do? Do we really need to see these colleges? And we have to like make those decisions. So I think one thing that's still here is like a lot of fear. I know my parents are having, especially like my mom and my dad, it's just like a lot of worry about whether it's gonna like get back to normal, how much precaution do we need to do and everything like that. Lily, how have, have you ever like visited anything as a junior or are you just like doing it online and do you like hope that in your senior year you get to have that experience? Ooh, um... I think the only official college tour I've ever done was UCLA in 2019. Yeah, I've like I've been to Stanford a lot. I think I know Stanford well enough where um, I could maybe go without a tour, but I'd probably still get one just because I think I'm missing a lot of information. My mom did a tour, though, so she knows a bit more than I do. Um, yeah, I know Stanford pretty well. Berkeley, I'm a little less familiar with, but I've also like been there quite a bit and know a bit. Other than that, I don't know any other colleges very well. So I still need to go on tours. I think my current plan is to go next summer. And um, I'm most likely assuming COVID doesn't, you know, pull another trick on us um I'm probably going to be going to the east coast anyway so I'll just look around maybe do a little bit of traveling and just stay around there to do my college tours then yeah I think that's a whole sentiment I just really hope that it 
wraps up, um, especially for my first year, freshman year of college, I would love to be in person. I do not want COVID to still be a major thing, at least. Um, maybe something in the background that we still have precautions, like wearing masks or getting a vaccine every year, like the flu. But I would just hope it would dissipate. So <laughs> we'll see how it goes. We'll probably be here. Like I said, this podcast has been almost running through the entirety of COVID. It started in January of 2020. So we started about two months before everything hit. I think we talked about COVID in February and then we had ourselves the lockdown. So that was definitely interesting to pursue. So I'm excited to see how this podcast like leads into, it's kind of like our own little diary of sorts, kind of seeing the events that take place during different points of the year. So yeah. I, I think we can wrap up now. So thank you all for joining us for our first episode of season three. And thank you for listening to Board Box with Sophie, Clifford, and Lily. If you like our show and you want to know more, check us out on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or please leave us a review on iTunes. And be sure to join us two weeks from now for another episode of Blurred Box. We release episodes every other Sunday. We would love to hear your feedback, suggestions, and questions, which you can email to blurredbox88 at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at blurredbox for the latest updates. A quick shout out to our video and audio editors, um, Moshe Krauss and Jayun Zung. Thank you very much. Thank you so much and see you next time.